Welcome to Embrace the Jiggle with Jade Coolia. This is a bonus episode addressing the number one self-critical topic, your body. Well, hello, and I am so glad you're here. Oh my goodness, self-critical things. Ah, there's so many, right? There's so many. Uh, This is a bonus episode that is very pinpointed and specific. Um, So if you are curious or uh, submitted some of the other things that maybe you're finding some self-critical pieces of, then make sure you go back to episode 40 and 39 and kind of go through those ones and learn a little bit more of that self-compassionate perspective. This one, like I said, is going to be very, very specific. And it's because it was the number one submitted uh, request, I guess, to help us figure out self-compassion in regards to our body. So, so often, so often, it's really kind of mind-blowing that the body comes up again and again and again, and we just continue to critique it. And I understand that so much. And so that's why it's going to be its own episode, and we are going to just dive in directly to the body and the things that we just kind of nitpick ourselves over so that we can just figure out how to let that go a little more um, and move forward to have a better relationship with our body. So understand that there is going to be a wide spectrum of feelings when it comes towards our body. Oftentimes we think automatic, like there's those people that just love their bodies and they're always so confident and proud. And then you have the people or the spaces, right? The head spaces where we just hate it and it's terrible and we like self-loathe our body. And there's also this interesting middle ground where there are people who, I have been one of them, choose to kind of ignore their body and just check out. Maybe that's because of personal growth and they've gone from the self-loathe space to the checkout space. Um, Maybe it's for other reasons, right? But ultimately, there's this wide range of feelings that happen with our body. And so understand that this, wherever you are in this stage of relationship with your body, it's okay. And these tools are something that can still help you. Um, I have gone from truly hating my body and, and honestly, I hate... (laughs) I hate the word hate. It felt it feels dramatic and I really just don't like it a lot of the time. Um, but there is beauty in sharing our experiences. And so because I have had a time where I really did just hate my body to this space of kind of accepting accepting it for what it is, being indifferent, being proud of the things it can do, but just not fixating on it all the time. Um, or ignoring it actually feels really good. And so that's why I'm happy and excited to talk to you a little bit about how to move through this process and this relationship with your body. So you can get to a place where you don't fixate it, you don't ignore it. Um, you just appreciate it for what it is. And then you just move on and live, live your life. So like I said, I know that hate sounds very, very dramatic, very harsh, And I'm not a harsh person. If you know me in real life, I usually don't like harsh things. (laughs) Um, So the word hate is just something that we don't use often um, around my home. 
Um, however, I find that there is beauty in being honest with where you're at, what you've experienced, and kind of embracing the vulnerability um, and finding connection with other people because of that. And so because I know what it feels like to, to actively just loathe it and ignore it and embrace it, I want to kind of talk about that entire process um, and again, give you the tools that might help you on your own journey as you decide what kind of relationship that you want to have with your body. So I'm going to share a story that I don't share often. Um, it's actually one of those really, really impactful moments of my self-love or <laughs> rather in the moment self-hate journey uh, that was a very eye-opening moment for me. It was honestly one of those times that almost felt out of body, like I was experiencing something so deep and yet also felt like I had this kind of bird's eye perspective of myself in that moment. Um, so after my first son was born, I had really, really high expectations for myself. Um, I was determined to breastfeed or at least try to breastfeed. And I was just on maternity leave. So I knew I was going back to work. Um, I was also in school. I was just taking a quick little term break, um, for a couple of months to start school again, right. As I was starting work again. And right in that process, we also bought a home and decided to spend about six weeks uh, renovating it. And so there was a lot going on. And yet I had very high expectations for myself of what my body should be able to do. Um, and so as I went throughout the process of brand new newborn, I've got him. He's little and snuggly and wonderful. And I'm loving that. But I was really having a hard time breastfeeding. Um, and again, this is not pro or con or anything in regards to breastfeeding. This was just my first baby and I wanted to give it a solid try and see what happens. Um, so just, just so you know, this is, <laughs> I know there's a wide range of opinions on it, but that's kind of the headspace that I was in at that point. Um, and so I was going to try and breastfeed and I was drinking the water and I was eating decent and I was trying to do all the things that seemed like it should work. And for whatever reason, my body was not producing uh, milk. I could not get my body to work the way I needed it to work. And I was so frustrated with my body. And then you throw in the hormone drop and all the postpartum, right? And all the stress of regular life and the, the expectation, the things that were about to happen while I have this brand new little baby. And it was a lot. And my body felt that stress. And I can look back now, seven years later, and understand that there was just way too much stress going on. There was no way that my body was going to be calm and relax and do what it needed to do. Um, in fact, it was as if milk never even came in. And it was a very interesting experience, but I just kept trying because of this expectation that I placed on my body. And yet I wasn't allowing myself to feel any kind of calm and peace and stress relief. Because in my brain, things just should have worked. Things should have worked. Things should have gone smooth. It shouldn't have been a big deal. And I just created a lot of pressure around it for myself. And one day, I remember my son was probably about a month old. Um, and so that's not a long time, right, of even trying. 
but he was about a month old, excuse me. And I remember, uh, being in the shower and having had just a very emotional day, right? That's normal. Um, after you give birth and it was an emotional day, but I was just, I was just so sick of my body not working the way I wanted it to. And so I remember just being in the shower and just like grabbing at myself. And, and it's so hard and interesting to explain in this sense. Um, but I just remember feeling so much anger and frustration and loathe, truly loathe at my body that I was just grabbing and just frustrated. And it was like, it just wouldn't work the way I needed it to work. And I was so angry at my body. I was so disgusted at my body for not doing what I wanted it to do. And it was a really, really emotional moment for me. And I got out of the shower. I remember actually not even before I got out of the shower. I remember sitting on the shower floor. That may have been the first time I ever sat on the shower floor and just bawled because I just wanted my body to cooperate. I wanted my body to do what I wanted it to do. And it wasn't. And it was so frustrating. I know the emotion that ties with that. If you've ever experienced frustration with your body, I understand the emotion that can come with that. And I sat on the on the shower floor and I just bawled and I had to get some of that frustration out. And for me, it came out in tears that way. And I finished my shower. I pulled myself together. I ended up having a really good conversation with my husband. And we just decided that like this, this is not who I wanted to be. This was, there were so many things going on and that it was a really refreshing conversation because it was like, I need, I don't know, subconsciously, I wanted the permission maybe to just let go, even though I was holding myself to a really, really high standard. And so just talking about it, talking about my frustration with my body just softened the edges. And my husband was so sweet and so on board. And, you know, of course he just, he just wants me to be happy and he doesn't know what's going on. And I don't know what's going on. It's our first kiddo. And oh my gosh, we're young and we just don't even know. (laughs) Um, But it was so nice to be able to come together in this kind of moment and realize, okay, this is our reality. This is what's going on. If it's not quite working, if I'm this frustrated at my body, then something needs to change. Like we need to do something. And so, um, it was just really like, it, it felt light after that conversation. And I just decided, okay, you know what? This is not worth me trying to fight consistently. And I know those moms who have pushed through this and maybe worked through the breastfeeding struggle are maybe cringing right now. Like, no, you shouldn't have given up. But for me, that's just what felt right in that moment. It was taking too much of a toll. In fact, I ended up getting shingles uh, shortly after because of the stress that was placed on my body. And and a lot of that probably just subconsciously in my own mind. Um, and it was a really crappy experience, <laughs> really painful, actually. And so allowing this pressure to come off my shoulders in regards to my body was really just a beautiful healing moment for me. And again, I see it very different with eyes seven years out than in that moment. But I knew in that moment, I knew I didn't have to hate my body anymore. And giving myself that permission to just not be so angry at my body really felt good. 
And I wonder if you're in a place where you are being self-critical over your body, I wonder what it would feel like for you to just allow yourself some permission and to just not fight with your body anymore, right? Accept the reality for what it is. And are there different things that you can adjust and, and kind of tweak, right, to where you just feel a little bit better? It might be something worth thinking about. Now, I want to, again, that's a very personal story that I don't share often, but I wanted you to be able to see um, kind of that space, that headspace of being so emotionally wrapped up in my physical being to a space where my body is just my body. And I know you can get to that point too, where your body is just your body and you can appreciate it for what it is, for all that it's gone through with you. Um, but you don't have to think about it all the time. You don't have to critique it and pull on your clothes and tug, you know, and feel uncomfortable and readjust. Like there is a beautiful feeling when you just let your body be a body. (laughs) Um, it's also a really beautiful feeling if instead of you, instead of like ignoring it and trying to not think about it and just avoid it, it's okay to accept it for what it is and learn, learn to love it, right? To whatever, whatever degree feels comfortable for you at this point in time. Um, so let's talk about what you can do to help kick that self-criticism, right? To help get all those ugly voices out of your mind and stop critiquing everything about your body. Um, I'm going to give you three, three steps, three things that really have helped me over the last few years practice this um, and change that perspective and relationship that I have with my personal being. Um, now the first, uh, I hate, I hate, and I love this word (laughs) affirmations, right? We've all heard it. We all know it, but these self affirmations really can be a positive thing and don't close your ears off yet. Um, I know sometimes we talk about this often and it's like, okay, okay, I get it. Um, however, writing down or finding these positive affirmations about your body specifically, Uh, really can help change the brain and kind of stop that pattern of ignoring and self-critiquing, but really embrace some positivity. So what that looks like is finding something that's very believable for you. If like affirmations will not work if you are in a complete ignore space or a loathing space and all of a sudden you're just going to like go all the way to the other end and say, oh my gosh, I love my body. Everything about my body is so beautiful. Like it kind of becomes so unbelievable that your brain knows better, right? It's too far of a stretch from where you currently are that you're not going to build self-trust if you reach too far with your affirmations. And this is my opinion, But I think that what helps is finding an affirmation or a mantra or something for you to focus on that feels a little more believable. So a lot of times this means focusing on what your body can do and the things that you like about your body and you begin to appreciate its abilities and its strengths. So if I am in a loathing space, then my mantra might sound something or my affirmation, right, might sound something like, I am going to stop focusing only on my body or I am going to focus on other things instead of my body. 
And so what that does is it's just a little bit of a step in the right direction to not focus solely on your body and loathe it and think about it and critique it all the time, right? It's just a little baby step. If you're in a space of ignoring your body and you just don't want to have anything to do with it, you don't want to think about it. It's just, you kind of have that attitude of like, whatever it is, what it is, I don't care. But deep down, maybe you do care. Then what kind of little believable affirmation could you say? Could you simply look at the positive and instead of ignoring it, your affirmation is, man, I am so thankful my legs are strong enough to walk me day in and day out, right? Allow me to walk. I'm so thankful that I have this big heart that creates connections with other people, right? It's not body-based, but you're looking for something within your body that, that allows you something that you love. Is that connection? Is that some kind of physical movement? Is it, you know, a, a mouth that allows you to taste yummy food, eyes that allow you to see the people that you love, hands that allow you to touch and feel and explore and create? So maybe you're, if you're in a space of ignoring, maybe consider finding an affirmation that is just a little bit of a step in the right direction to not ignoring, but really appreciating something that your body does, its abilities and its strength. Okay. So again, um, the first step would be finding a believable affirmation that feels right for you. And this, you get to decide, you get the agency to decide what kind of sentence you want to settle on and have faith in and trust that you can get to the point of truly embracing that mantra. Okay. The second thing that was very, very helpful for me when moving from that loathing space to the ignoring space to the loving and embracing space is simply engaging in joyful movement. For me, that is hula dancing. I It's something that I grew up doing that can be really graceful and peaceful and also very strong. And it's just dancing. It's turning on music and feeling what that music does for you, right? And so instead of fixating on the appearance of my body and what it was looking like or not looking like, simply try focusing on the way it feels when you move. And I know things may hurt, things may not move quite the way you want them to, but try to focus on the way it feels when you move. And then find those activities that you could do regularly to just boost your mood, right? And boost your self-esteem. That's why I love these holistic hula classes and why I created this is so that somebody who does not like to go to the gym and maybe lift and do cardio and all of those things so that they have access to really joyful movement that is fun, that allows you to feel your muscles but it's in such a gentle, loving way that it's just, it, it, it like hardly even feels like exercise. <laughs> it's just truly joyful movement. It's just moving because it makes you happy and then tuning into the parts of your body that feel good while you dance. Um, it's really a beautiful thing. And again, maybe holistic hula is not your thing. Maybe, hopefully it is. <laughs> but if it's not, just find your own thing that brings you joy, some kind of movement that helps you appreciate what your body can do. And just try to be consistent with it. And maybe that consistent means once a week, right? If you are not used to any kind of joyful movement, 
that joyful movement may look like once a week. And that is awesome. And it may look like once a day. It may look like three times a week, right? You get to decide what kind of consistency you want to create with your life right now. But understand that there is beauty when you embrace and start to utilize joyful movement that doesn't make you critique and instead just lets you be you. Now, the third piece uh, that is very, very helpful, and again, why I create my classes the way I do, is uh, simply becoming mindful of your thoughts. So what that means is when negative thoughts about your body arise, simply acknowledge them and reframe them into a positive, self-compassionate perspective. Focus on self-care and engaging in those activities that just bring you joy and relaxation. And remember that self-compassion is treating yourself with kindness and understanding. It's understanding that, man, I'm so sorry that your body, that me, right, that like you decide who you're talking to, but I am so sorry that I have treated you this way. If I have just been one to beat you down and ignore you, I am sorry, body. I am sorry, body. It might sound weird. It might feel weird. But there is beauty when you can apologize for those ugly thoughts that you've allowed creep in. And again, this is part of that beautiful Ho'oponopono practice. But you apologize for letting those ugly thoughts rule your life. Nobody needs to do this. And again, this is the number one thing we're self-critical over. You know that those thoughts arise as you move your body, as you fit in different jeans and they're tighter, whatever. You know that those happen. And so call them out and apologize to yourself for letting those happen more than maybe what is healthy. And then you ask forgiveness. Please forgive me for critiquing you so much, right? For focusing so much on my body. There's so much more to you than just what you look like. And then you move through the process of thanking your body, finding the things that you are grateful for that your body does for you. You've got to like truly, truly mindfully be aware of those thoughts and then add more of those thankful thoughts in. And yes, thankful thoughts toward your body. Thank you for waking up. Thank you for sleeping. Thank you for digesting my food. Thank you for allowing me to walk. Thank you for allowing me to have so many wonderful hugs, right? All of these kinds of things we get to thank ourselves for. And that's a really cool feeling. And then the last piece is, is I love you. It's I love you body. I love you for sticking with me. And expressing this beautiful kind of love. Now, this is not something that happens and transforms in a day. These are things that take some time and take some practice. So pick one that feels good, that feels right. And I encourage you to really, really hone in on this. Don't think about these things in in weeks, right? Don't think about implementing these changes within a week or a few weeks. Think longer term than that. Think months. I'm going to spend months focusing on the good my body does. I'm going to spend a month or two or three with the same self-love mantra that's barely believable and give yourself that time to truly process through and make the changes that you know you want to feel, okay? 
Take a big breath. Your body is good. You are good. And you are so much more than your body. Please remember that. And if you need reminders, you just keep listening to these over and over and over again. Come talk to me over on Instagram. Whatever you need, let's get that brain focusing more on the positive and not ignoring and not loathing, but just accepting yourself for who you are right now. All right. Now, moving forward, I want to be fully transparent. Um, I just attended a business retreat where my mind is kind of recalibrating um, on what to do moving forward. So you may see a pause on the podcast for a moment, but don't be worried. Uh, Make sure you are getting my emails and I will put a link for that in the show notes. And in the meantime, go back and listen to older episodes that you may have missed Um, If you find yourself needing a little bit of that pep talk again, that's what all of these are about, right? Little pep talks, little bits of encouragement to help you moving forward on your self-compassion journey. And I will be back in time. Um, So like I said, in the meantime, let's connect on Instagram or a local holistic hula class. As always, thank you so much for listening. Remember, it is most important that you embrace your own journey of self-compassion self-reflection, and self-kindness as you learn to embrace the jiggle and become the best version of you. Thank you again so much for listening. Talk to you soon.